Oh yeah, that's what I tell you. My nigga Yo. Gabriel sent it back to me too. Like, Dude, I was crying for like five minutes. And I was like, Bro. no, go back. Because when you spell that, when you spell that, I'm looking at that like, who is that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really was like, I do. Not. I'm so confused. <laughs> nah, you had to read it the way it said. Fucking no one. I was like, I was like, Fukan Nuane. <laughs> I was like, Fukan Nuane. <laughs> I was so. I was, I was like, like, I was like, who's this African? That's why I just didn't even say nothing. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna just let Salam get. Like he 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 obviously knows something that we don't. <laughs> oh oh man. man. Oh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, we could <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Africans Talk Football. Uh, joined again by my lovely co-host. Just want to say thank you again to everyone out there who's been keeping up with us, um, who's been liking, subscribing to our YouTube channel, been, you know, posting on our Instagram stories, posts, polls, just giving us interaction back and forth. We, we really do appreciate it. I think we're we're almost up to like 250 followers now. Yeah, something like that. A little bit. Yeah, I think we're about at 250. And we started this at the beginning of the Premier League season, so it it's a good a big thanks to everybody out there who is who's just supporting us. You know, we do this for fun, um, and we're gonna keep coming at you. Like I said, it's it's actually the last day of January. We're heading into Black History Month here, um, but there's still gonna be a, a chock full of games. We got a full slate coming up here once the premier league is back so hold you know just sit tight we're going to keep coming at you with different types of content but um before we get into today's episode just because the premier league is on holiday right now so there aren't any games but there was some big news um that just came out what a couple days ago actually about Mason Greenwood. I don't want to really spend too much time on this, but you know, this being a soccer podcast, we do have to, we do have to touch on it. And I'm not sure if anybody else wants to say anything more after I'm done, but he doesn't deserve to play. Um, After the story that came out about his ex-girlfriend, there were some videos, pictures, and also audio. I'm not sure if anyone or if all of you heard the audio, but it was very disturbing. I don't really want to get too much into the nitty gritty, but it was assault on his ex-girlfriend. Um, there are pictures that showed her bleeding. It looks like her lip was bleeding. Um, and, and I think she also posted some things on her Instagram story saying this is, you know, about Mason Greenwood. This is how he treats me. Yeah, the pretty much pr- pretty much just giving her story to the world, which first and foremost you know, she's a very, very brave young woman to go out there and w- we know this is something that we know this is something that plagues women way more than they would like to admit. Um, but when you see someone of that caliber, I mean, he's 19, 20 years old. It, it's just not a good look, first and foremost. And it's, it's honestly disturbing to, if you hear the audio file, um, some of the things he was saying to her, can't tell if he you know, was under the influence or not, but that's never an excuse. Um, and, and to be honest, this is just me personally speaking. I, I can't respect anyone that harms women in that sort of way. It's, it's downright despicable to me. Um, we all come from mothers. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. Some of us have sisters. We all have family members. And based on what I heard, man, I, I just can't respect the kid. Many of you may have heard me on here give props to, to Greenwood. You know, he was one of, the, 
he was one of the bright stars of England. You know, he was going to be coming up. He, he was going to be that next guy. Obviously, he was on Manchester United. So he was in the spotlight a lot. Um, but we don't know too much about what United has done. We know that he is not practicing with the team indefinitely. They haven't come out and said much more than that. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was no longer a red devil and he doesn't deserve to be, he doesn't deserve to play football. He honestly, I, I heard he got arrested and I hope, you know, he gets dealt with the full brunt force of the law because what he did was just wrong, man. That's all I got to say about it. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of just echoing what you said. Um, I mean, very brave of her to come out and, you know, uh, you know, speak her truth. And um, the reality is, man, like, you know, there are a lot of, you know, people who go through with this and don't have the platform that she necessarily has. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? They're dating. So, you know, he's a big star, you know what I'm saying? He's a professional footballer. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people who don't, you know, who have their voices, you know, kind of, they're just not heard. So I think that, you know, there's no room for that just in life. And, you know, like you said, I mean, he, he deserves everything that's coming to him. Um, obviously, there's still like an investigation and stuff going on, but there's no room for that, man. And, and you know, my thoughts are definitely with her um, and anyone else who has gone through this or is going through with this. You, you got to be as brave as you can and speak up because shit. Yeah. I don't know if Mike or Gabriel has anything else to say. Um, I mean, it, it's just, I mean, you guys have said it, but there's nothing more to say, honestly. The audio, listening to the audio was, it was, it was, it was so odd. It was so weird. Just listening to that. Like, I can't believe he actually talks like that. You know, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. You guys said it all. He's definitely not who I perceived him to be. Like, just here and now. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, I think I think he should be out of football right now. Like if Mendy's out, he should be out. I mean, we have to start taking this seriously. Yeah, no, it's just privilege. Um, you know, I feel like people in that position. I feel like you know people when they get money, you know, they have power, they have a voice. Um, a, a lot of you know, a lot of responsibility comes with that, and it's easy to take advantage of. Um. And it's easy, you know, take advantage of your privilege and just think that you're untouchable um, when you're at a stature like that. Um, and there's no there's no room for it whatsoever. You know, kudos to to the woman for, you know, coming out. She's extremely brave of her, um, but no room for it. Um, no, no leeway for it. No exceptions. Um, he should be locked up. He's, he's, I heard he's been arrested, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I lost all respect for him. No respect for him. Um, and, and you know he, like Salam said, he deserves what's what's coming his way. Simple as that. Yeah, just to end on this note, because both Gabriel and Salam <clears throat> talked about you know the platform that she had, which is huge. But then you know you read her father's statements, which you know mm -hmm. were way out of left field, in my opinion. Yeah, he he said something like. You know, Mason Greenwood has been in our family for the last few years. He's a good kid. I told my daughter to to delete the recording or something around uh, along those lines because I didn't want it to yeah. get out. If 
And, and that's why, you know, Salam said a lot of females are not, a lot of women actually are, are not, you know, brave enough to come out because this is, this is what's happening from her own family, you know? And it's tough to hear that because you would hope that if something happened to your daughter, your kid, your son, mm -hmm. your daughter, mm -hmm. that you would, you know, unequivocally be ready to defend her. And, and in this situation, it doesn't seem like that. And for a lot of women, you know, young, old, everywhere in between that that's kind of how they're met. So it's tough. And that's why it's even more brave for her to come out knowing that, you know, Mason Greenwood is who he is. The, the, the report was that that statement that was released with, uh, by her father was a collaborative effort on her part as well too. But I don't know. I don't know what's true and what's not. I thought that the, the, the message that came out from her father was just odd. It was just weird. Um, to me, I think that you have to just 100%, you know, fully support her and like, don't even bring up, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even bring up him. Like, it's not about him. This is about her. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like he's trying to uh, kind of make it seem like it's not that serious. It's like we've known about it, but it has just, uh, you know, come out now. So it's, you know, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it was just bad. Yeah. His statement, he shouldn't have put out. Period. Yeah, it, it was just horrible. I don't know why he put out statements when there was an investigation going on. It was so contradicting. Literally every sentence was just confusing one after the other. Like, he says one thing, and then the next one is like, oh, but he's been part of our family. So we've kind of known this was going on. Like, what are you talking about? So you're saying that he's been part of your family. And they've been struggling in their relationship. And he knew this. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I mean it, it, it's, it's a weird statement to put out, even if you look at it just that way. I mean, you know, I don't really want to talk too much about this for yeah, me. Yeah. And, I, and I don't I don't know where it's coming from. It just seemed like the dad was more so trying to cover Mason Greenwood. Yeah. Trying to protect their relationship, kind of. And for me, if someone harms anybody in my family, that's not, I'm not trying to protect you. That's just personally coming from me. So that's why I looked at it a little strange. And then when more, you know, details came out, I, I it's just one of those stories that you hate to hear, but I'm <clears> glad <throat> that she was able to speak her truth, get, you know, those facts out. And now, you know, we'll just let the authorities deal with that. As mm -hmm. you know, we just found out that he was arrested earlier. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to live with every day, but you know, this being a soccer podcast, I kind of just want to get back to the sports with it being uh, the last day in January. You know, we just had a huge window here. Um, probably one of the biggest, I, I wouldn't say one of the biggest windows, but probably one of the most important windows that we've had a little bit just because with COVID, with injuries for a lot of teams there, you know, the Prem is getting a lot stronger. We're seeing a lot of teams fight for that top 10, top six, top four. So I, I feel like a lot of teams that are on the cusp of getting maybe European, European, uh, European birth, you know, that mm. top six and seven spots, everyone's pushing, you know, it's, it's February tomorrow. We got four more months left of the Prem, a little bit more than a little bit less than halfway through the season. Um, so I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about this transfer window because, you know, it's been, it's been 31 days. Some players came early. Some players, you know, came late. 
a lot of players are shuffling out of our teams as well. Um, so I kind of just want to get into it. I kind of want to see how everyone feels about the way that their team handled this window. Chelsea, you know, we didn't do anything. So we got a few players out, but I was hoping that we were going to look for some more central midfielder, central midfield players. I was hoping that we would try to get a left back. Mm-hmm. I saw some things about Dest early. I saw some things about Dembele late. Um, so I'm kind of just trying to figure out where Tucho's at. Mike, I don't know if you have any more insight, but like, what was your take on our window this year? Um, <clears throat> I heard something about, you know, they weren't really trying to do anything in January and they were going to wait for summer to do everything. So I honestly was not expecting anything. Because after we've had, you know, what, two weeks into January and we still don't have a left back. And I'm wondering, okay, why haven't we gotten a left back? And it's the last day of the transfer. I I didn't expect anything. I'm not even going to lie. I honestly thought we were probably going to snag Dembele maybe at the last second, but that didn't work either. So I don't know. But. I honestly wasn't looking forward to us getting anybody. I don't know if you were, but I wasn't. I wanted a left back. Yeah, I wanted a left back, but when we didn't do it in the first two weeks, I didn't. I didn't see what. Well, I mean, us doing it anytime soon. I, I didn't think we were gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, so I, I really don't know what Tucho's plan is because the way it, like, if you look at our team our team isn't that much different than what it was last year. We're just not performing at the level that we expect us to. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and, and you know, I'm speaking for Tuchel, but he's probably looking at our team. Like we really don't need much. You know what I mean? We could go bring in maybe a few more players, but truthfully, we just need to buckle down and play to our ability. And that's, that's probably where Tuchel's coming from. It's probably where the board is coming from. I, I saw some things about Jules Kunde. I, I still think we want him. But I saw yeah. some things about us waiting until the summer to pick him up. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Tucho right now is kind of happy with the squad we have. He just expects everybody to play a little bit better. And if yeah. we do, then, you know, we can get back up to where we expect to be for real. Yeah, I, I heard he plans on uh, <clears throat> using Malang Sar at left back since he's been playing so well. So he's just going to, you know, keep riding that way. So we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, but... um. Honestly, probably the biggest news that we've seen from the transfer window today came from Obama blood dot gang. <laughs> uh, man, it's been a saga with him this year, <laughs> to say the least. But to be honest, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, there are rumors yesterday that he was going to go to Barcelona, and then the rumors were the deal fell through because Barcelona had to offload some players before they had enough money to sign Obama Yang. Mm-hmm. And then kind of today, at the last minute, it just seemed like everything worked out. Um, Gabriel, I know Aubameyang hasn't played for y'all for like the last month and a half, you know, with AFCON, him being dismissed from the team, not asked to practice or train with them, Arteta and him kind of having their falling out. Is this positive for you? Is this negative? Do you think this affects the team? Do you think this hurts your chances of possibly getting top four? I don't even know if you think you're a top four team anymore, but this is probably the biggest news just because last day, your main striker, your captain, you know, your most expensive player and he's gone pretty much on a free. So like, were you shocked? 
Were you expecting it? Um, I wasn't really shocked. I expected him to leave. Um, mm. I mean, he went to Spain yesterday, so they're already talking about the loan deal. And him going on loan until the end of the season, uh, the loan deal didn't work out because, of course, the money in Barcelona has their money problems. <clears throat> And then, um, you know, today we figured out that we pretty much cut his contract and that he's allowed to just go to Barcelona now. So I honestly think it's just worse for us because at least let's at least get his, a fee, something. Let's get mm-hmm. something, recoup some of the finances back, um, especially when we already have financial problems. We don't want to, you know, put too much. Uh, now we have financial problems, but it's like we already, you know, don't like spending money. We like to be stingy with money. So, um, you know, I would like to recoup at least some of the, the losses that we took. Um, but this is really not a shock. Uh, it hurts. It hurts the team for sure. Um, because we don't have players. Uh, this transfer window was was debt was nothing. We didn't even have a window. There was no window for us. Um, we wasted thirty one days just to put out rumors and just talk. We we literally just talked. That's all we did. We just forded. We forded with a whole bunch of people, um, and we ended up. Signing no one, no Isak, no Vahovic, no Ruben Diaz or Ruben Neves, no um, the guy from uh, who just went to Newcastle. I forgot his name. Um, you know, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of ifs and maybes, and can we get this done? And oh, we have a whole bunch of false promises. That's that's all I heard. Uh, and now we're even at a worse spot now because we let players go. So Callum Chambers is gone now. I mean, Kolosinac has been gone. Um, you know, Balogun's on loan. Uh, so now we have less players. And Aubameyang's gone now, too. So now we have less players. We have players, you know, still could get COVID, still could get injuries, still can get knocks. Um, and our senior squad is extremely low. So I think it's extremely naive. I think it's pretty pretty abysmal on our entire board. Um, the Cronkies. Yeah. <laughs> Arteta Adu, I think it's I think it's extremely it's it's just piss. They took the piss. Every single person on the entire entire um, Arsenal staff took the piss this this window, knowing that we needed players and just to sign nobody. Um, this is honestly a disgrace. Uh, our team is now in a worse spot than we were before the window, mm. which is ridiculous if anything we should assign a player and be in a better spot but we're in a worse spot now that we've lost players and we still have no signings um and i don't expect much from this team moving forward uh at least at the current moment that we're in right now um one injury in our team is completely different uh a center a center mid goes out where our our team is completely different Uh, a, a, a back goes out our team is completely different um so yeah this this window was disappointing is not even the word um yeah i the words i want to use i probably should even be saying on this podcast so yeah it's it's just it's just extremely poor um like i said i i can't expect much moving forward um i'm glad Aubameyang is free i'm glad he gets to go play um i hope he's happy in, in at barcelona or wherever at barcelona always happy there um, I wish him the best. I still, I still love my guy. Um, you know, I think there's more to that situation with Arteta than we know. Um, but Bro, they don't get along. That's not. Like, yeah, I mean, no, they. I mean, yeah. obviously, that's 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 clear. But you know, 
I wish it would have could have worked out. It didn't. But at the end of the day, a bum is not the reason that we didn't make signings. Um, it's still on the staff and it's still on the board and it's still on Edu, it's still on Arteta to to make signings. Um, and to me, it just sounds like you guys did absolutely nothing and went on vacation for the last month while we're losing matches. Um, we still haven't won a game in 2021 or 2022. Um, we have one goal the whole year. Um, so for us to not put money anywhere and and just sit there and say, oh, this is the current team that we have, and this is who's going to play. I mean, we, Eddie and Ketty and Lacazette are, are nines for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, Eddie and Ketia walks for free. How do you feel about that? So, and that's, and that's the other problem. We have players who are now walking for free because we did not get rid of them this transfer window. We have players, we're, lose, we're losing money. We're in a worse position now than <clears throat> we were before the transfer window. So... It just this just speaks to more of the incompetence and this is not my manager. It's not it's, he's not my manager. He's not the one because there's no way that you see our team, you know we need signings and you make no signings. Meanwhile, Tottenham just signed what five, six players this transfer window? Bro, late too. Doesn't doesn't matter if it's late, it doesn't matter if it's early. They got something. They got the job done. They and they made some signings to help bolster their team. We did nothing, absolutely nothing. We we just put out rumors. All all there was was just rumor here, rumor there. Let's give the media something so the fans can be okay. This is a team that we're supposed to get through. This is a team that's supposed <laughs> to get us top four. This is a team that's supposed to supposed to give me hope. I don't have any hope. I don't I don't have any hope because of the manager. One simple. And this gives me more of a reason to say why why have this manager? A manager who's Tuchel? Okay, that's one manager that can say, ah, we really don't need much. Yes, they have a hundred million dollar signing. They have they have they have 80 million uh oh play, players who are worth 80 million on their squad, world class players on their team. They they don't need much, and their team is deep. We bro, I don't even know if we have 20, 25 field players right now, senior, and we make no signings. No signings, not even a ten million dollars signing from whatever country. None, none. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was. Is, my th- go ahead, Vanessa. No, go ahead. But my thing is, is like I don't. I get it. Yeah, in terms of depth, yeah. But like the the players that you guys were succeeding with are the players that are there now, which is why when you guys were going through your, you know, great run of form, you know, I I didn't really. I don't know. To me, I just thought like it was just a great run of form. I just didn't see how this was gonna, you know, stay consistent for the rest of the season. But, I mean, but we've never had, we, we don't have players though. We 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 have struggled for midfielders all season. Once a midfielder gets hurt, our midfield completely changes. So how can you sit here and say that? Oh, you just these are the players that we're gonna be with. Like, no, we obviously needed a bolster. We needed to bolster our squad. We obviously need to make our squad better. I, I've said, I know, I've said in the past, this on this podcast multiple times. These next three transfer windows are the most important transfer windows for this team right now. The most important. Absolutely. You're telling me you wasted a whole window. You wasted a whole month doing absolutely nothing. Just I mean, giving no, the no, media no. rumors. I, I think, I think, I think, I think in terms of, I hear you on the terms of just bringing in more people, like in terms of just depth, but you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't think your board is just going to just spend money just knowing who they are. They're just not going to just bring guys in to bring guys in. I, so, I understand that. I understand that, but they, they, they don't. I understand. Associate Dad put out a crazy release call for Isak, but we, we don't want to put money that's, down for Isak. We don't want to. We don't want to put money down for the guy. I forget. I keep forgetting his name. His, his last name starts with a G. He was once in Newcastle. Uh, 
It's like get it something. Oh, Gumares, Gumares. We didn't want to put the money down for him. We didn't. It's like why do we even? Why do we even talk to these players if we're not gonna be serious about it? Yeah. What's the point? I mean, What's the point of talking to these players if we're not gonna be serious? At least yeah, talking I mean, when they were had their starting eleven, starting eleven of uh, 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 rumored managers. They're serious. They they, they, they talked to all eleven. Yeah, they're they, they, they serious about signing all, signing all those managers. Well, I, we're not serious about anything. This, I think you not guys serious. were really were really banking on the. The guy from Chiriti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, that's I, I that's and that's that's stupid. That's no, stupid. I mean, yeah, I'm not because I'm why stupid. why put all of our yeah eggs don't put all your eggs exactly. I'm not all your eggs in I one mean, basket. Obviously, and then when, you know, they they've made poor decisions. Like I, you know, man, every everyone in that board is it, the board the Conkeys, the board Adu Arteta. Man, they're underqualified. They're not ready. They're not they're not built for this. Man, they're not built for it. They have no stripes. They have earned zero stripes. They have earned no stripes. Frank, or not even Frank, Gerard, he's earned his stripes. Vieira, earned his stripes. Xavi, he earned his stripes. These, they're just here, man. That's why I'm going to get rid of them now. They're here, just get rid of them. We need, we need, new, we need a new regime. We need a new regime. We need something new, man. Just, I'm, I'm tired of it, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And we're going to go no, in a week or so and then lose to some No, no, no. But, but my question is, my question is, going forward, though, like, Shouldn't you be a little optimistic based off of you know optimistic now for now, what? now the younger guys get an opportunity to really showcase you know what they can do like because like my thing was okay like they've been they they've we, done we, we, that's the season though they've been showcasing all season our team has no, been that's under twenty five all season but now they're the senior players though like like Martinelli what, what, is it, now, what do you mean like, but now they've been senior but, players it's not now they've been senior players all season Gabriel okay my last my, season my, this my is last players, season they've been oh, senior players okay but can you okay well now we have to at some point we have to figure out if you're going to be a player we can bank on for the future and I think that that point is now for you guys what do you that what, point was in the beginning of the season what are you talking about it's now but, it's but, not but my thing is now but my okay these are what all I'm the saying, players but, from last year that's what I'm only saying only players I'm, left is Aubameyang and Kelly okay. Chambers they haven't been playing so what are you okay. talking about? No, but I'm just saying, okay, Tamiyasu, like all these guys, I'm just saying, like, can we bank on this core that we have now? You guys had a good start of the season, right? And now you they get to show, like, if they're fit to carry the season. Because, I mean, obviously they felt like they didn't need to bring anyone else because they felt like they had a, a good team already. That's so why are we going to bring in other people? That's no, not true. Telling, do, you, do you think they, they? That's not true. It doesn't no. matter what I think. It matters what your board thinks. Your board clearly board, thinks that these guys that are there are clearly their board's players. incompetent. Okay, your board's incompetent. That's not true at all. Don't no, put that out I'm there. Just saying, that's not true at all. They, well, so then, if 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 we thought we're okay, then why then why were we talking to multiple players about transfer windows? If we thought we're okay, and I this mean, is a team, if we didn't need anybody, then why would we talk to people? The so only, this has been the same player, team that has been playing player. for the whole year. So this is not a now saying. thing. This has been an all-season thing since we made transfers who, last summer. Who, okay, I'm asking you, who, who are the players that you were, besides the Fiorentina striker, who who are solid guys you were linking? Because I thought he was the only person that you Calvert, were Calvert-Lewin, Isak. Calvert-Lewin, uh, you were in for him for in, in January? Yes. What are you talking about? He was on our short list for nines. Uh, I, I knew that so in, Isak, in the summer. I didn't know. Calvert Lewin. Um, Calvert Lewin hasn't played in Opus. Ruben, Ruben, Ruben Neves. Uh, the guy from uh, remind me his name, Mike again. Gumierrez. Gumierrez. Uh, the guy from Leon again. He was on our he was on our list again too. And I think I I don't remember all of the names, but that's just that's six right there. So you can't tell me that. 
we weren't looking to bolster a squad. We have the players that we need, and these are the players. Now they have a chance. It's not. It hasn't been a now thing. It's been a beginning of the season thing. It's it, they've been they've had their chance at the beginning of the season. They're going to have all season to prove themselves. So it's not a now thing. This is just incompetence and just poor poor management by. He's not even a manager. He's just a guy. So that that's what it is. That's all this is. is. And it's just it's just poor. It's just poor window. We needed we needed this window to make transfers. We needed a nine. We need another midfielder. We failed to do both. And now we're going to go to the season and to the rest of the season with Partey, Shaka, and Lakanga as our as our three midfielders and Smith Rowe and Odegaard. As, or, that, those are all midfielders. If one person gets hurt, if one person gets COVID, what I don't know what my team looks like anymore. So it's just it's just incompetence man that's all it comes down to i was going be before we or two it's it's just i mean I, yes i get to see my players play but they say they've been doing that all season anyway and all the players that have gone they haven't either played in the past month i have or they haven't really played at all this team has been the same team that i've been watching since the beginning of the season and i'm there i'm at the end of the season with them so they have yet to get a win this year and i hope at some point during the <laughs> history month that they can get a win that's what it comes down to. I think you guys just had a bad bump. Yeah, I think that you guys have decent enough players to. We had a bad. We, we drew Burnley. Wow. So I'm so I'm giving Arsenal credit. I just <laughs> some must be in a water, baby. No, but I'm just <laughs> <Sun> <laughs> must be in the water. <laughs> but my thing is, is how how, how do we get so caught up in saying all of a sudden Arsenal was finishing in the top four last month, be- and now we're saying everything is completely in shambles. Like I I, I, is, I, I is it not is it not in shambles? January. They had you guys had a bad January. I don't think that you guys are going to have the same January that you are in February. Well, I'm only talking like this because they because they talk or they're they're ahead of Arsenal. No, but I'm just you was not talking like this. They, this is the same Salam who said Arsenal doesn't have the players, and now they have the players. And this, <laughs> is, and this is no, this is me Listen. talking top four and thinking that we're going to get a nine and make signings. This is this that's what I'm talking about. We we talked about top four predictions before the transfer window. I'm thinking we're gonna get a nine. Sorry. I think we're gonna get Vlahovic. I think we're gonna get Calvert Luna. I think we're gonna get East. I think we're gonna get a nine and another midfielder that say, Oh, these are players that can come in and make a difference. That's we have we failed to do that's both. That's we failed to do both. We have Eddie and Ketia and Lacazette. Lacazette just missed a sitter the last time I saw him play. A couple, actually. And Eddie mm-hmm. and Ketia is a waste man. He doesn't belong in the Premier yeah, League. So what if, how are we going to score goals? If your if your prediction had that you know factor, you know, into it, then yeah, I totally understand. 100 percent But I don't know. I mean, yeah. how can I how can I say how the can players I that were there at the time? Burnley. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I did I never thought that that team could. How how can I say we're gonna we're gonna do well when we we just drew Burnley? Please tell me with no please, Chris someone Wood. someone please tell me with our full squad. This is the same squad that's been playing all season when we're on our great run and we're this and that and the thirst is the same squad. This is the same exact squad. That was actually one of our stronger lineups that we put out against Burnley, and we still didn't score. So I was so before we get over to the United transfer window, I did want to ask one question because. You didn't really bring nobody in, but y'all got a lot of people out. I'm looking, I'm looking at a list right now. NBC Sports has a list of all the transfers this window. You got Maitland Niles out, Balagon, Kolosinak, Pablo Mari, Callum Chambers, and then a whole bunch of I'm assuming they're youth players that I ain't never heard of some of these cats. But do you like that at least? Like I, I know because of, you said on this podcast multiple times that you need to get players out. 
also you need to bring players in, but you've been saying there are a lot of players on your team that don't need to be there anymore. A lot of those names I just said were players that you've brought up, you know, once or twice. So does that give you any hope that maybe we're finally trying to change the tide of our team or is that just another, you know, whatever? It, it's it's it'd be it yes it's good at the end of the day yes it's good because those players don't need to be in our team anymore but at the same time it's not good if we have no players to replace them we have we we gave away players and just we have less senior squad players now so uh, on our bench pretty much every week probably coming out of the Premier League season when when, re, when it restarts our bench is going to be full of youth players that's that's not sustainable whatsoever so yes it's good to you know. Callum Chambers is gone. Pablo Mari, yeah, Kolosi and that. All these, yes, it's good for those players to go, but we have to bring in guys to replace them. So this half of the season already looks dead to me because if Asaka goes down, who who's going to go on the right hand side? Eddie and Ketia, or have to put in a youth player? Pepe. Pep. Oh, right. We still have Pepe. I forgot yeah. about him. Thank, thank God we so, you still got El Nenny in the mid too. Got, we got El Nenny. So I'm I, I feel like so, the, the depth may not be ideal, and I, no, I hear you the on the numbers. Depth is not there, I man. Hear it's, I hear you on the numbers for sure, especially like with COVID and everything. You got to have numbers. I, I get you. I feel you on that. My thing was you really get to see what you got with these guys, and again, a lot of these guys may not even be here in the summer. So then you really get to truly assess. Okay, if we're gonna go through with this whole rebuild thing, gotta get guys out. We gotta get guys in. But 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 we we that's the problem though we have no one coming in I can't I'm not even looking forward towards the summer who are we gonna sign in the summer Isak because they're saying if Isak didn't happen now is looking dead in the well, summer Vlahovic is Vlahovic is gone didn't sign, Lacazette didn't resign right No he didn't resign he, he, he's on he's so he's he's probably rip, gonna leave Off rip so, you're losing two strikers and Alba just left so you're bringing in someone for sure Yes yeah, I, I I hope but then at that point. Who Ooh, they have to. They have to have a big summer. I mean, with everybody that just left, they they literally have to have a big summer. Okay, but but we needed we needed a big January. We needed a big January. So how can I look forward towards the summer and say, oh, the summer is going to be good when now the summer hits, teams are going to have more money. Isak, he's not. He, who says he's going to come to Arsenal? No one knows that. Vohovic is already gone. Dominic Calvert Lewin, I don't know. I think that all these things are up in the air now. Like with Frank being at Everton now too, you. I mean, all these, and that's the thing. All these teams are are making signings. Like team players want to go play for Gerard. They want to go to Aston Villa. That's a fact. Want to go? Arsenal's not a selling point right now. We're not a hot point. No one wants to say. No one's saying. Oh, I want to go play for Arteta. Who's saying that? Please, someone tell me. I, I want to go play for I Mikel mean, Arteta. Guy, I mean, people will go probably go probably rather play for Frank Lampard than before they play for Mikel Arteta. Uh, Even after the Chelsea stint, because it's I mean, Frank the, Lampard. He has they, a name. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably won't do Arteta just because Arsenal is so that y'all didn't wear a spot. Yeah, but we're not a hot point. We're not a selling point. We're not attractive. Uh, right now, we're not. When we're on our hot streak, yeah, we, we're attractive. We took that and we squandered it because our January was poor. So we had a hot streak all going up to December. We're building up. Okay, this is a project that you want to be a part of. Okay, cool. Right? January comes. The January transfer window opens. We lose. We lose, we lose, we draw, we lose. Ain't nobody how, is now, how is that an, now an attractive place to go? Vlahovic can't sit there. Even, even before it was looking slow because we didn't know if he wanted to come. Now he sees us lose three games and draw, and he's saying, ah, oh, this is the team I want to go to? 
come on, man. I can't even, I'm not looking forward to summer. Who's going to come? Even, even if we sign a nine, is that nine going to be good? Is he going to be Premier League good? Yeah, I mean, is yeah, the player going to have that belief point. in? Yeah. I think you're going to bring in people. I, I feel you. I mean, it's yeah. It's well, who are we going to bring in? We're going to bring in players. I mean, you could you could always bring if we bring in Douglas Flair from from the, from the, <laughs> you feel me from the from the, from Dupont Roll. Come on, bro. We're going to bring in man. <laughs> like for real, bro. Who are we going to bring? <laughs> Someone tell me, bro. <laughs> Some Douglas Flair from from the street. It's wow. He's he's there. I, I go to Liberia. I go to Monrovia. You know that 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 a capital city there. We find someone. Someone, someone got talent. Someone there got talent. <laughs> on, oh Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> that's poor, true comedy. Poor, poor for my team, man. I'm just. I'm so. I'm. I'm over it, man. I'm, I'm just over it. No, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you 100% because just like you said, you guys had a great run of form and then you squandered it. And, and then in January, you showed those players that were probably thinking about coming to Arsenal. Uh, I probably made the right choice by not going. Honestly. But um, I mean, it's football is quick, man. Just like Salam says, football moves quick. You guys just have to start winning again and then you never know. And I know this doesn't have anything to do with the window, but you guys are out of the domestic tournaments right now. So with top four being probably the only thing on your mind, do you think this hurts your chances? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We knew, we knew that Calum Chambers can come in and at least do a job. He can at least do a job. We knew that Maitland Niles can come in and at least do a job. Those players are gone. So when we need a back to come in, who's who's going to be coming in? Please, yeah, someone right. tell me when when who's going to replace Colin Chambers, a youth player, Amari Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, I love the youth player, but I love the youth. But hey, he's not Premier League ready right now. I'm sorry, he's not. You only got three fullbacks. When when tyranny goes down, I don't, which I which will him. happen. I can't. <laughs> If he goes down, I, I don't know if I can trust Nuno. If one of our center backs goes down, or two of our center backs goes, or one of our center backs goes down when one of them gets COVID, who who am I going to say? Ah, we can get through. We can go play whatever team. We can go play Spurs, or we can go play Chelsea. And we can get through. Come on, man. This this hurts our chances a hundred percent. You can't tell me that a, a team that needs in dire need of players, especially midfielders and a forward, makes no signings and now their chances go up and release players, release the forward, and now our chances go up to make top four. Man, no, absolutely not. It hurts our chances abundantly in, in a in, in 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 a strong fashion. And no, I feel you on that. Um, I mean, that's there's a even Aaron mm-hmm. Ramsey went to Rangers, you know. Yeah, true. 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 <laughs> at this at this point, at this Mike point, Mike Mike got the zoom in. Yeah, Mike. Filter. <laughs> hey you got effects on you. <laughs> you have the flex on us, damn. Another man. We just talk about Arsenal. We just talk about Arsenal. At this point, bro, we might as well let Jack Wilshire put on his shirt, man. <laughs> Yikes. Honestly, at this point, this he might ball. We are, bro, he this, might ball. It's it's sickening, man. It's sickening. No, nah, I get it. I mean it's tough being an Arsenal fan right now. You guys are, you guys are in a weird spot. It's it's a it's a rebuild, but you don't really see where the rebuild is Ain't going. No so I get it. Ain't no bill right now. I get it. Yeah, and it's funny because 
I'm glad you brought up the whole board from the top to the bottom because I uh, I follow this this Arsenal fan. I was in a space a few months ago, and it was an Arsenal space when you guys were in actually a good run of form. And a few of the people followed me over from the UK. One of them was an Arsenal fan. And Bleacher Report just put out something. Maybe it was ESPN because the Rams are going to the NFL, you know, Super Bowl and the Cronkies are, you know, owners of the Rams. And <laughs> it had like a two minute clip of, you know, Cronkie talking about how he spent all this money to bring in Matt Stafford and how this it was a win now. And I just see this little comment, no likes, no retweets, but it was just like, <laughs> you know, this is this is why Arsenal's shit right now. <laughs> because the Cronkies are spending all their money in LA. And it's true though. But and he said that and I was laughing, but there's a lot of truth to that. Like, and you can see it, and it's tough because you guys aren't seeing any success, but as a fan, you want to see success. You you aren't seeing where the rebuild is going, or you're trying to trust the process, but it really ain't no process. So I get it. It's tough. Like, I, I just saw that tweet, and I was honestly cracking up, but I'm like, yo, he's not lying. He's not lying at all. They, they got, Rams got Odell Beckham. <laughs> Mid season, <laughs> they use their Jan- they use their January transfer window on hotel <laughs> and Matt Stafford yep. all in one year, <laughs> and we are over here talking about the Lahavi. Yeah, they got Von Miller too, right? Did they get Von Miller? Von Miller, what? Yeah, like- Von Miller, Matt Stafford, and Odell oh, Beckham. Yeah, man. And we over here talking about Vlahovic. <laughs> 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 It's different. Nah. It's different. You know, it's different. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you know, United United had a similar transfer window to Chelsea in the sense that y'all ain't really get nobody either. But and Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they, they, they got an MLS uh keeper, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout third, out third string guy. guy. Shout out my American blood. Yeah, we signed a keeper. My fault. I forgot. We signed a keeper. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out the new keeper. I, mm. Hey man, I know nothing about him, but he's on the team. So rooting for you. Hope you hope you ball out if you get an opportunity. But yeah. Yeah. no, but I'm looking at uh I'm looking at United. They also got a lot of players out on loan. Tuan Seve, Martial, went to Sevilla, Ahmad, Diallo. He's over at Rangers now. Yep. And then Dunny Vanderbeek with a last minute loan to Everton. Um, and I, I low key want to talk about Everton when Salam's done. So Everton and Spurs. I think they both had some of the best transfer windows I've seen either team have. <laughs> hey, Mike, how you, how you get the effects on your joint, bro? <laughs> I, I, need, I need that. If you back in. Oh, man. Whenever you put the screen back on and hit the little. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, me neither. But you need to run, <laughs> run that bias because I like the effect. <laughs> nah, but Salam, did you expect anybody this this transfer window? I know you guys had a you know a big summer in getting Ronaldo. That was probably you know the biggest mm. the biggest signing of the summer for the Premier League. I would say. Um, but did you expect anything in January? Now that now that Ragnick's finding a little bit of form, did you expect anything? Um, I mean, I kind of would have liked the center mid to come in, uh, especially if we were planning on you know getting Van Beek out. 
but you know, obviously they want to go. They feel confident. Pogba comes back, so yeah, that's probably something they had on their mind. Yeah, Pogba's coming back, and you know, McTominay, Fred, and Matic. Those are our midfielders uh, for the rest of the season. So, um, I don't know. I I think the biggest weakness in our team was uh, in that middle of the field, and I think that addressing that would have been what I would have done. But I mean, I guess you know they feel confident with the guys that they got. And this is what we have to go forth with. But um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty going on with the coach. So, I mean, I kind of also didn't really expect too much as far as bringing people in. But I mean, I'm happy for I'm happy for Marcial. Uh, like I said on the last episode, his move to Sevilla, I think that it's going to be huge for him. I think he'll do well there. Uh, Sevilla is number two right now, second in La Liga. So. You know they're competing. Um, yeah. Who else? Did you I'm expect not... the the Donny transfer? Did you expect it at all? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I think just at this point, like it's just it's obvious that he needed to go somewhere. He, yeah, he needed to go, and I mean, I don't think that he was good. I mean, the only reason why he stayed this summer was because he had a talk with Ole, and Ole told him that he would play, and he didn't. And for some reason, I don't know. I thought it, that would change when Ragnar came in. I don't know. I guess not. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm having the feeling that Van de Beek is going to go and ball out wherever he goes, as long as he's not so. in the United shirt. I think that's just, I don't know. I feel like all the way, that's what the, the one thing that he told him before he left. So whatever you do, <laughs> you can drop whoever, not play him. <laughs> just not play here. I don't get it. I mean, but, now he has to go play for Frank, so we'll see what happens. I think it would be good for him. He gets to learn under mm-hmm. Frank Lampard, and I mean, shit, he wants to get into that Dutch that Dutch squad. So, I think that's going to be a good move for him. I'm at scored in his first game uh, for in his debut. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Real quickly too. Didn't take long. Five minutes, he, right? He's special, man. I, I don't understand like why like it's very hard to see that like. You know, he's not. Smart. I mean, I, mean, I, I like, I like it. Hmm? You just have a, a spot open now. Greenwood is gone. Yeah, I mean, that situation opens up a lot of opportunities for a lot of other players. But, you know, they have to take it. Um, you know, Rashford, Sancho. Sancho now, I mean, bro, you mm-hmm. really, you know, you get a run of games. Or like, you know what I'm saying? We really get to see like. Yeah, but now he's fighting with Alonga. Because Alonga look great. Well, I mean, you know, we have competitions for spots. This is what it's all about. You know, Which is like good, yeah. Rashford, too. Like, you have to prove yourself. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm glad that I'm at his out on loan. Um, I don't know, bro. I, Phil Jones was linked to Bordeaux. I kind of would have liked to see him go. But, you know, <laughs> I'm glad Eric Bailly is staying because I, I thought that he was going to get the move to somewhere in Italy, and that didn't go through. So, I'm happy about that. But, yeah, man, I didn't really expect Where was he going? AC Milan? Something like that? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't really, I didn't really expect too much. And I think that, um, you know, we really get to see what we have with this group um, and see if they can achieve something. Because, I mean, the guys that left really didn't, you know, play consistently. So I don't really see much change. So, I mean, you know, you get to kind of just you know, see if these guys are good enough. And Yeah, I feel that. I, I would say y'all cut the fat, but I wouldn't say, like, it's not fat that y'all cut off. Y'all just cut dead weight, I guess, because you weren't playing Martial, yeah, we really. We have fat. We have a lot of fat. Yeah, yeah, you still got fat. Um, In the back, in the middle, <laughs> on the left, yeah. 
I mean, Donnie wasn't playing. I, I, I still don't understand that. I really hope he goes and does crazy. And, like, speaking about Donnie, I, there were three teams that, that stuck out to me in this transfer window, Everton, Spurs, and Newcastle. Um, we all knew and, Newcastle, though. Huh? We all knew that Newcastle was going to splurge. Yeah, we knew Newcastle was going to splurge, but players. but they brought in. I feel like they brought in solid guys for for where the team is at right now. They brought in Trippier, um, that Gumierez. I'm not I'm not really hip to him, but apparently he's a good player. So I got to do a little bit more homework on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Wood is whatever. He's another striker. He really wasn't doing much at Burnley this year. But when I look at Everton and Spurs. I feel like those two teams did what they had to do in order to try to make a push for top six, top eight, whatever they're, you know, aspiring for. Um, and then Everton with Frank. It's funny you even brought him up, Salam, because I don't know. I, I feel like Frank might actually do better at Everton than he did at Chelsea. I think with Chelsea, he kind of came in a little arrogant because he was given the job. So he kind of, I, I feel, and again, I'm just speaking for what I saw. I feel like he came in thinking, okay, like, this is my old club. They gave me the job. I was with a youth team. I know these players already. We're going to run and we're going to do the whole thing. And that's not how it kind of happened. And, you know, Roman is quick to cut you off. If you're not getting results, you're gone. Mm-hmm. So now that I... So now that Frank has had that experience in the prep, you know, he was at his whole club thinking he was going to be the golden child. And he got, you know, he got kicked out like the ugly duckling. So now he kind of has to make a new name for himself as a manager, not as a player, because his playing is already done. But I feel like at Everton, their mid table club, they have great players. They had a decent they had a decent January. He can now build this team to what he wants. And he's not – I feel like he doesn't have as much pressure from the board. Um, and then on Spurs' side, like, I think they just did what they had to do. They, they let players go, and then they plugged up the, the players that they, they let go with, you know, decent signings. So I'm actually going to be watching those two teams real closely. And then I, I guess we could talk about Villa, too, because they got, you know, they got Stevie, and then they got – what's his name? Coutinho. Coutinho. Dinia. Yeah, and, and Lucas Dinia, who I actually wanted. I wanted Chelsea to get him because I kept, think he's a and they, and they great left back. Diaz too. Mm-hmm. They kept Diaz, so that team is looking yeah, yeah. decent. I think those are going to be the teams to watch. Did y'all have any like uh, I don't know, like uh, like signings that you guys were like, oh, like that's a great signing for that club, or damn, I wish honestly, I had him for on my me, team. I think it was Barcelona. I think Barcelona did a good job this junior uh, window. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. bringing in Ferran Torres, uh, Adama Traore, and Obama Yang, that's, that's a pretty nice window. With no money, too. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah they, I don't they know how they keep no money. And we got that's, money. That's we don't this. bring in nobody. That's talk, so we're, crazy. We're talking bro. about Mob Talk last week with Daniel Levy. This is we got to look at Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see it. I'm up for free. What? Yeah. <laughs> and matched his wage limit. <laughs> Yeah, like what? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, they, I, I think to me, Barcelona had a pretty good window, man. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna like win anything this season. Maybe they can push for Europa. I don't know. 
but they're not gonna win anything. <laughs> but you don't think they, they get top four? Europa, they are in Europa. So. Not like this. You don't think they get top four at all? No, no. I mean, no, no. Continue what they were doing. Oh, okay, okay. They can push for top four, but they're in the Europa Cup, so maybe they can win that one. I don't know. Oh, I think it would. I think it would be win Europa League. They they should win Europa League. Yeah, with the guys they have now, yeah, they they should be pushing to win. Bro, Barca's in. So Barca's in fifth place, a point behind fourth. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting on 35 points. Madrid's in first with 50. Sevilla, 46. Betis, 40. And then Atleti, 36. So Madrid, or uh, Barca, they still, they're still not far off. You know what I mean? It just takes one win and one loss from, from Atleti for them to catapult them. So I don't, like, I feel like it'd be disrespectful to say that they're, they're a Europa team. But they did have a good window, though. Yeah, I mean, don't let the names fool you, man. Like <laughs> this, this group, this group is all suspect in their own ways. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I, I just, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I think it'll be good for guys like about guys like Adama, um, Ferran Torres. I mean, shit. I don't know why Frankie. Dino, I mean, Fati might be out again. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's. I hope that's not like starting to become a thing. Because that's that's a problem this early on, but I don't know. Frankie Young really wasn't playing. I feel like they were trying to get like him off the books, but they're trying to sell him. Yeah, they're trying to sell him, which I don't understand why no one went in for him. He would United could use him a lot. There was like a slight rumor that Chelsea wanted him like mid January, and I was like, we're not gonna get him. I already knew he yeah. would. Frankie mm-hmm. Young and Conte. Wow. That would be a match made in heaven, but I already knew we weren't gonna do that. My goodness. We got too many mids, bro. Yeah. And, like, it's personally, I would like to ship out a lot of our attacking players. A, the, a lot of them can go, but, you know. You, you, um, I mean, how, how are we feeling about Brentford snagging uh, Ericsson? I was going to say that, man. Yeah. Personally, it'll keep him up. Personally, I'm, I'm really just happy for him. Just you know, mm-hmm. being able to breathe air on this on this you know gracious earth because honestly, what I saw at the Euros like scared me for real. I was like, damn, bro, he may he may never play again, and mm-hmm. and more than that, he like he almost lost his life for real, for real. So to see him just having like that inner desire to want to play at the highest level, and for Brentford to give him a chance, I think it's good, man. I we get to see him in the prem. Um, so it'll be one of those things. I hope he can take Brentford to another level. We'll see though. He, he if he'll be the reason they stay in the Premier League. They won't drop. I think solely because of that signing. I agree. They they he definitely, you know, brings that creativity that you know they didn't really have. So I mean, I think that, you know, that's more opportunities for the strikers. And yeah, I don't see how he doesn't help this team for sure. But I mean, what do you, you got? What do you guys think about Zakaria going to Juventus? I was going to ask Juventus. Loki had a good uh, transfer window too. They had a great window. They got a they got rid of players, but they they read up. They got yeah. they got a nine, and they got uh, Zakaria, and they mm-hmm. and um what's they it got called? somebody else too. They, I know um, they let Benta Kerr go, and they Kulusevski go. 
Yeah, but didn't they get somebody else or am I true? I don't think they got anybody else. Okay, never mind. No, that's still a good window. They brought well, Vla- well, yeah, Vlahovic. That's what they, they brought yeah, in they a nine, and they brought in a nine on the best team in the same country, who's just mm-hmm. gonna do even more of what he did. Yeah. So that's that signing right there is all you need. You don't even need. I mean, Zakaria is yeah. also a great signing, but you don't even need that one. That nine is a walking twenty and fifteen in the Italian league. You know, like Morata's done for. He's not doing anything Juventus. And then and and even then, and even Morata, did he get a? Is he at Barca or no? Did that fall through? No, he was a, he, he was rumored he was rumored to come to Arsenal too. Nah, he was he, was he was rumored to come to Arsenal. We literally Ooh. made contact. Morata. Oh, oh yeah 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 Morata Morata was linked. Nah, but yeah two two uh so what did y'all think about uh <laughs> Dele Alley <laughs> going to Everton? I don't care, bro. He's not good. No. No resurgence? No. Man, I, 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 hope, enough. I hope he, he bounces back. Dele, like Dele Donny and DCL. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tr- call him 3D. <laughs> yeah. You can Until he gives me something to believe in, no, I'm not. I, I can't take him. I, I'm done with him, bro. I, I can't. Nah, I'm cool off him. <laughs> I feel him, man. I'm cool. Off. I honestly like no, nah, like, I'm I'm done with him, bro. It's it's been it's been too long. It's been, it's yeah. been too much hype. You, it's you've been, been for and you've been poor years. for over four years now, five years. Like you're like a, a senior player now. You're what twenty six? Like yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. You're, you're he's nah, man. More, so. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised he's still in the prem. To be honest, I'm. I'm, 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 I would mm-hmm. say, I don't, uh, no, okay, let me not say that. Let me not say that because you play for a lot of teams at the Prem, but I'm still surprised that he's at one of the bigger clubs in the Prem. That's true. And Everton, who has, oh, history, for that long? Yeah. who has history. Like, I'm, I'm surprised. I honestly would think that he would go to like a, a, a Newcastle or, or, or a, I can't even say Newcastle right now. Cause... But what? Well, I think he would go to a Newcastle or a Villa or something like that. You'd be serviceable there, but. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, he, he, I'm, I'm that's a permanent move. It's not even a loan. Yeah, no, it's permanent. Yeah, no, yeah. he's gone. Good, good for him. He, yeah, he, he probably need, he you. probably needs a new start. So, you what know, about, uh, what's his name left too? Two more guys. I was gonna say, and Dembele, and uh, oh, yeah, but like. <laughs> he, he, you talk about Tottenham, bro. Tottenham got a lot of people out, man. Let me. Yeah. His time was a flop, and Dembele. Yeah. At Tottenham, Los Cel- Los Celso's gone and Brian Hill, Brian Hill, yeah. Brian Brill, yeah. Brian Gill. Do you like him? I know he was a part of the Lovella yeah. deal. I know. Do y'all? What do y'all? How do y'all feel about him? Brian, no. I, I never rated him for. I, I really him. never rated. He's young though. He's like nineteen. Yeah. I never really rated him. I don't think he's that. I think he's I mean, young. I don't never. Yeah, I don't think he has. Kudos to Spurs for uh, buying Ndombele for fifty-four million, and then selling him <laughs> back almost for fifty-four million again. Great, Levy, great business, amazing finesse. business. That's how you finesse. <laughs> That's literally yeah. how you finesse. How you buy the player and sell him back for the same price. Yeah. It's like a and he has not got gotten better. What? How do you? He, what, bro? He he's different. And, bro. and we let Aubameyang go on a free. He moved di- them That's London teams. They move different, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Reckless, reckless FC. What about Liverpool? Liverpool and got uh, what's his name? 
Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. I think that's a great signing for them. I think he's going to flourish there. Yeah. I th- I, I, that's been super quiet. No one's even spoken about it, but it'll be loud. No soon. It'll be loud super soon. Yeah. Let Liverpool yeah. come back. Once mm-hmm. they come back, it'll be loud. Yeah, they have options. Bro, I was looking up his numbers. I think he had 14, and 14 goals, 4 assists. He's, thus far, bro, before steel. like that's that's nothing that you want going to Liverpool if you have hopes of trying to beat them. He's one of those players mm-hmm. that doesn't need a lot to score goals. He just needs. I've I watched a lot. I watched not a lot, but I watched some of his highlights. He's just one of those players where a good amount of his goals are just things that that bounce out a, a save or you know a deflection out of the box or. Um, you know, a ball bounces out the box and then he just one time finishes it far corner wherever it needs to be. Um, and he's he's technical too. Like he's he's gonna be a great yeah. son for them. I think gonna a lot, I, I think you're gonna get a lot of goals out of him. Um he, he just he just knows where he knows where to be, his awareness for the ball and you know, his his positioning is is incredible. So I think, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about it now, but come in a week when you know the teams are back. Yeah, it'll it'll be pretty clear. I agree. I agree with Gabriel on that. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, dang, it's crazy. We uh, we start Black History Month tomorrow, February first is Tuesday, and we are in the semifinals of Afcon as well. Um, yo, big kudos to all the teams that actually made it to the semifinals because. I know we've been talking about it, but this AFCON has had some great matches. I feel like it, it got off to a slow start, but once we hit this uh, this knockout stage, we, we started seeing the goals coming in. The play has been fantastic to watch. Um, shout out to all the teams that are in the, the semis. We got Equatorial Guinea versus Senegal on one side, and then we got Egypt versus Cameroon, the host nation on the other side. That Egypt versus Cameroon game, man. Um, I think that's going to be the game to watch. Also, shout out Salah, man, because although he didn't score in the last game, he had the assist, and he also could have had, like, two more assists. He, he played a fantastic game. Um, He's looking like one of the best players in the tournament, although he doesn't have the goals to match. Cameroon looks solid. Uh, like, that. that's going to be the game that I'm looking forward to watch. I think Senegal... Yeah. Shout out to Equatorial Guinea because, you know, they, they did their thing. They're in the semis. You can't count anybody out. You know what I mean? We saw Croatia go to a World Cup final. So, <laughs> we really can't count anybody out no more. But how, how have you guys enjoyed this tournament so far? What's What's been, like, your, your highlight or something that you didn't really expect? I mean, for me, I mean, I love seeing Ethiopia, obviously. Um, I thought that they played decently until, you know, the game. I mean, we, we had to play against Cameroon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of the top teams in the competition, you know? But honestly, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about AFCON, again, is just how close the competition is. And, I mean, these games have all been decided. It's very rare where these games are decided by more than one goal. And one goal, yeah. That speaks a lot to a lot of the players um, and, and the quality of competition that's there. but. Um, Look at the red card count too. <clears throat> hey, you know. <laughs> oh, just, man. Just, you and know. it could be higher <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, red card count you know, crazy. It is what it is on that front, but you know, <laughs> uh, they play aggressive, you know. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, I, I think that you really get to see, you know, some of these guys, you know, uh, really like stick a name for themselves. Like, I mean, Abu Bakar. I mean, come on, look at him. In a competition, well, like he just still play, him, man. Yeah. Yeah. In a competition where, like you said last week, where there's really not that many goals. He's leading the, the competition in goals. And, like, he's always finding a way to affect the game. Him and Salah, I feel like, have been the two standouts um, for me from the tournament. Salah, mm-hmm. the way he – I mean, a goal and an assist. He made, he, contrib- he made both goals, especially the one that got them the second one. He scored the first one, correct? Oh, did, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, right, yep. The second one, he just took com- he took dude out completely. And then he just played the pass across. Yeah, he played the pass across, and I'm just like, wow, like you, you're still, you know, you're still doing it here as well too. So I mean, I don't know. Who do you guys want to see in the final? My buddy's a Liverpool fan, so he's been saying Senegal versus Egypt since day one. Um, <laughs> and it, it might happen. I would love to see Cameroon take it, host nation. Yeah, I want to see Cameroon Senegal. Yeah, me too. Can yeah, Senegal. I think that guys. would be real fun to watch. Yeah. I believe. I think Senegal would top them. I think Senegal's going to win the whole thing. Has Senegal been scored on? Bro, that yeah, I, uh, they've been scored on. Their last game was three one. I think that was the first time they got scored on this whole tournament. Oh wow! I don't, they don't concede a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't sure. concede a lot of goals. They, sure. Yeah, they don't. Because the, well, they got out the group stages with zero goals scored on. I know that much. Cameroon's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna rough up Egypt. And I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be a, like a lot for them. <laughs> so and I mean Guinea, who's the other team? Guinea, right? Yeah. yeah. Control Guinea. At that point, I think experience will take over and shit. But who knows, man? Guinea's mm, it's done. Afcon. Yeah. It's only one goal. Honestly. Yeah, man. It's yeah. Afcon. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, so I'm used you, you said this in our group chat. And I <laughs> Like, it was funny, but it was true. You were like, in, in AFCON, even if you go down a man, you still have a chance. <laughs> like, you literally have to go down two for them to be like, okay, now we see an advantage. And yeah. It's been like that. It's been a tough tournament for real. Physically, they can compete. That's not, there's never a question. It's so hot there, too. They look exhausted after. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're working. What? In dry season? <laughs> <laughs> man, it's been raining months. <laughs> months, bro. <laughs> but uh I think my standout um my standout player, the one player I've I've really enjoyed watching was has been Hakimi. Hakimi has been extremely oh, yeah. positive this entire tournament. Um the loss he balled out. Tough tough result against Egypt uh when they lost in overtime. Um but yeah, I think Hakimi he's always been a player that I've personally wanted. Um he was linked to Arsenal for a little bit um before he signed to enter and then uh, yeah, but when he was at Dortmund. Uh, when he was at like all loan at Dortmund. No, no, no. When he was when he was playing for Madrid, we were linked to Hakimi for a, sh- a short period of time before he moved to Inter. Um, well, he was at he was on loan at Dortmund while he was at. So he was at Madrid, and they loaned him to Dortmund. Yeah, but I'm saying when he was at Madrid, he was. Oh, when he was Arsenal. at Madrid, okay, yeah, okay. He was linked to Arsenal. Um, but yeah, no, I think he's. I mean, he just showed. He's been showing class this whole tournament for the most part. Um. I think he's put in good performances. Scored a, he scored a goal, um, you know. Anger free kick. Yeah, 
crazy. I I, I don't know. I, 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 I've always liked him as a player. I've liked him for years. I've been following him for years. And I just think he's just continues to build and build on his performances. And um, I think he's one of the best right backs in the world to me personally. I, I was just I, about to ask that. One of the best right backs in the world right now. Um, would so you, yeah. Who would you put over him? If anybody. Because people are still saying Trent. Trent? I, I don't know. And I don't think so. I have to put Trent right now, current moment. You might have to put Trent over him. Um, you know what's funny? Is I, I put Reese James over Trent. Reese has been hurt. Reese has been hurt. Current moment. Yeah, Reese has been hurt. So I, like, I, 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 can't, I, would, I don't I know what Reese James right is at. He's always hurt. So he always gets his annual one. So, <laughs> But at the same time, I mean, I would put Loki. Uh, I don't know. But I might put I might put Reese over Trent too, low key, just because defensively, no one's going past Reese, and he offensively can provide the same thing. So, I low key would put Reese over Trent. Um, but that's another discussion. I just want to talk about you know Hakimi, and he's 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 a player that I've enjoyed watch this whole tournament. Enjoyed watching. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I think we gotta touch a little bit on uh, Burkina Faso. I mean, yeah, the they played, team. man. They played. Yeah. You're the other team in the semifinal. So, yeah. They... Oh, I thought it was Guinea. Yeah, they played Senegal. Oh, it's not. Oh, did I say? I no, Equatorial Guinea. Guinea played Senegal the last game. I'm tripping. Uh, yeah, you're right. But you're right. They're, they're, I'm talking about the semifinal. Yeah. I was talking about the semifinal, too. I forgot that was the last game. Burkina Faso and uh, what Bertrand Chayore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those guys, yeah, man. Those guys. Not, I don't expect old, old Chelsea lad. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, stop. I don't. I don't <laughs> expect them to get through. Senegal will get through, man. They're too good. Yeah, if they get through, that I'll, I'll be shocked. I, I'm looking at. I personally, I think the final will probably be Senegal. I think it'll be Senegal Cameroon. I think yeah. Cameroon's a home team. You know, they're everyone's gonna be coming out for that match. Like they've been coming out for pretty much all the matches. Uh so I think that that will carry them over. And then I th- think Senegal is just too good for uh Burkina Faso. So I think I think it'll be a, a Cameroon Senegal final, which will honestly probably be a banger. Um and I will be completely tapped into that because even if it's Egypt still completely tapped in, it'll be a great match. But I just think the outlier right now is Burkina. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so you know, speaking about Fcon and speaking about these individual players, who do you think? So, so I have two questions because we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Who do you think has been the biggest, like the most important player on their team in this tournament? And then I, and then I kind of want to to broaden the scope as far as, you know, African players in the spirit of Black History Month coming up tomorrow, who have been or who has been the best African player in your eyes as a, like, best defender, best midfielder, best forward as far as African. We can even do keeper if you want to. I'll probably go Mendy, even though he he still has a lot to prove. <laughs> but but that's my guy. <laughs> but that's my guy. So I'm I'm gonna say him. But as far as Afcon right now, you could say Salah, you could say Mane. I think there are a few others. But like, who who do you think has been the the most important to their team? And I'll start. I, I'm gonna go with Abubakar, man. 
Abubakar came out and had four goals in two games, and I feel like everyone wrote them off because of his age. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, he's had a phenomenal tournament. If he's not player of the tournament, I'd be surprised. Obviously, you have to win or at least get to the finals to be, to be even mm-hmm. in the running for that. But I think what he's done this tournament has just shown you, like, just like Salam said, man, it's Africa. That's sweet. Like, there's nothing sweet over there, bro. You have to play a physical 90 minutes, sometimes 120, mm-hmm. in order to get the win. Yeah. And it, he's showing you that, like, you know, age may not be as much as a factor as you thought it was. You know, it's, it's a very physical game. He's also playing year-round, so it's not like he's only on, you know, the national team. So he's been one of the standouts to me. I think – I don't want to say he, he's the most – the MVP – but he's two or three, man. If it's not for him, hmm. I don't I don't think I they mean, are where they are. You say he is the MVP. I don't think it's a hot take. I mean, you're right on point. He's bro- he's already broken Samuel Eto's record for the most goals in the tournament. So I mean, at this point, I would say he's the most important player uh for his country. But um I mean you, you just can't ignore Mane and uh, what do you call it? Mohamed Salah. I mean, those two. I'll say Salah. <laughs> you say Salah? I, I Just me personally, he, there's so many in, like intangible things that he does for Egypt that you just, if he's not there, they, they don't, they're not here. Um, like Kernelian said, he didn't score, but he assisted. Like he does so many things, you know, off the ball, on the ball. Um for his team that without, I mean, without Salah, Egypt, or I'm, I'm not going to say they're gone in the group stage, but they're definitely by round of eight, they're gone for sure. Easy quarterfinals. That, that's the most that they're going. Absolutely. Um, he's just, he's too impactful, man. You, you can't take one break from, from like from him. You, you have to focus in on him every single time that, you know, he's on the pitch and, He's just—he does a lot for that team in that country. Does a lot. He does a lot. Yeah. That's that's just my guy. I I can't. I I mean, I agree with Abubakar too, for sure. Um, but Salah is just—he does too much, man. He does way too much. I mean, for a lot of the same reasons why he why Gabriel said uh, Salah, I probably would still have to go with Mane because I think that Mane is is when I just watch him play. For me, he's just like. He's just better than everyone else. Just the class. He's the one player where I look at him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Salah's great, but he's when I look at him play, especially in this tournament, it's like you're definitely like you know better than these guys. A different level. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a different level from them. The way he just gets out of challenges and how quick he does, and like I mean, he does this in the Premier League. And I think like yeah. you know, I think it's because he excels. You know, at doing. I mean, he's excelling at doing it here in Afcon, which is why he's such a great player in the Prem. Because I mean, I think that the, the it's it's I don't know. You could argue which one's more physically demanding at this point, the Afcon or the Premier League. <laughs> I mean, gonna go Afcon. Gonna go Afcon. Yeah, but you know, both are very physically demanding. I think he just I don't know. 100%. Just just is class above everybody else, and you know, like I said, for a lot of the reasons why he's why Gabriel said Salah, I'd have to go with Monday, man. I feel like he's been like the best player. The tournament. 